Hey, Lily. Hey. <laughs> what position does a ghost play in I football? I have no idea. Goal keeper. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Got there in the end. Fucking hell. Okay. Ready? Yeah, go on. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Highly Strange Podcast. You are here with me, Sarah, and... Me, Lewis. Okay. This week, we're going to talk about some ghost stories that I found that come from the catacombs in Paris. Are you ready? I am. Okay. I'm going to give you a little bit of history on the catacombs first, and then we're going to jump in with some spooky stories. So... The famed catacombs of Paris are a series of underground tunnels that span more than 200 miles beneath the city, streets and houses in Paris. The bones of more than 6 million former city residents that had to be relocated to the catacombs are down there. This was due to the overly full Parisian cemetery starting in 1786. In early days, visitors entered the catacombs through the official entrance known as the Gate of Hell. Now, though, there is a designated entrance for tourists and only part of the catacombs are open to explorers and tours can be arranged to visit. Ready for spooky stories? I suppose so. <laughs> okay. In the early 1990s, a group of cataphiles... Cataphiles are people who study and explore the Paris catacombs regularly. were walking through the dark chambers of the cemetery. They stumbled upon a video camera on the ground. To their surprise, the camera had footage on it. As the group watched the footage, they heard disturbing noises became apparent that the man holding the video camera was lost and had no idea how to escape. In the video, the audience can clearly work out that the man is becoming very distressed inside the underground network of tunnels. The video ends abruptly with the man dropping his camera on the ground. To this day, no one knows who this man was or if he came out alive. Many believe that the movie As Above, So Below was inspired by this tragedy. It's your first spooky story. Well, if I found a camera... I would be like, this seemed, seemed like a good idea to just like leave. It's like a warning, isn't it, that you don't want to go in there. So I'd be like, get the camera, leave, you got yourself a free camera. I just find it bizarre that you found the camera but not the man. <laughs> yeah, you must have just like yeeted the camera and just kept running. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can hear disturbing noises, so what's he running from is the question. If that was me, I would just curl up in a ball and just like accept my fate. Yeah, I, I sit down when I'm frightened <laughs> and sit and freeze still, so I would not be good in that situation. Okay, possibly linked to the video camera story, a famous Paris catacombs legend says that a mystifying thing occurs within the burial site specifically after midnight. The legend says that if you're inside of the Paris catacombs after midnight, the walls begin to speak. Disembodied voices will try to persuade you to venture deeper and deeper into the catacombs and you will not be able to find your way out. I'm guessing they speak in French. So I, it, I it wouldn't bother me that much, to be honest. I wouldn't have a clue what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't specifically say. I mean... I think logic states that... Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, if you're going off that the bodies are of French people, then the ghosts down there are going to be French. So, yeah. French ghosts. French ghosts. Oh. Okay. The next one, this is bizarre, but it's quite a long story. But it's a statement taken from the hollow earth by a woman who was kidnapped and taken to the tunnels. The hollow earth? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an episode in the future. <laughs> Are you ready? Go on. It's long, but we'll do this. Okay. So these are her words. So... There are those who will claim I am insane. They will testify that I'm mentally ill and unable to remember those weeks in the caves. I wish I could erase those memories from my mind, but the world must be warned. 
The monsters are down there. We must destroy them before they kidnap more women for their horrible purposes. One night, we planned to meet at my fiancé's office building. Join another couple and have dinner in a small cafe. We were not worried about the Nazis. I arrived a few minutes late at my fiancé's office building and the old man who ran the elevator had left for the day. I decided to operate the lift for myself. I stepped inside to inspect the controls. There were no symbols to indicate whether the lift went up or down by moving the lever one way or another. Light-hearted and in love, I decided that if I ran the elevator into the basement, I could reverse the controls and go up to the other stories. I made an error and the elevator stopped in a dark basement. I reversed the controls, but my hand slipped. I pushed on the down control. The elevator suddenly plunged down below the basement, falling through space as if the cable had broken. After a rapid drop, perhaps several hundred feet, the elevator stopped with a sudden lurch. I was so frightened as I fell onto the floor of the cage, sobbing and screaming. Through my terror-stricken mind, I heard a loud, guttural noise on the other side of the elevator door. The elevator door was torn open with a vicious slam, and I saw the most horrible beast in the world. Any idea what you think she's going to see? Um, so you said this happens... Is this in the 40s? Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously assuming because she's not worried about Nazis. No. <laughs> so. Well, that's the time when you should be worried about <laughs> Yeah, though you really should be in France. Um, I don't know. Do you want to find out? <laughs> I suppose so. The memory of that monster haunts my mind, and at night I cannot sleep without sedatives or sleeping pills. His face was of a pale, whitish colour. His short, twisted body was covered with thick, bristly hair. His eyes, piggish, insensitive to any emotion, and gleaming with an evil lust. The creature was fat, almost bloated. There were terrible scars and running sores over most of his body. He had no neck, so his head was placed squarely atop of his muscular shoulders. So you did just describe me. (laughs) (laughs) The face was the most horrible portion of his terrible features. It was much too large for his body. Totally devoured of hair, the skin was scarred and wrinkled. His nose was fashioned more like a snout. It was at least seven inches in length, a terrible thing hanging down over his lipless mouth. His nose ended about the middle of his chest. He was nude. His body looked as if he had never worn garments. A filthy animal smell filled the elevator. Mercifully, I fainted into the unconsciousness. I've never known what happened in the elevator. Did they use that for an entry into the outside world? I've thought about it, and those elevator shafts may go down into the earth at certain points. When I recovered consciousness, I was laying on the polished stone floor of an immersed cavern. There were several other women standing around in the dark corner, and as my eyes adjusted to the dimness, I saw that they were caged into one corner of a large cave. A metal gate and bars rose from the stone floor up to the ceiling. I suppressed an impulse to scream, thinking this terrible nightmare would end any instant. Across the way, the devil men were fighting over a carcass. It was some reptile-like animal which they hunted in the caverns. I learned later that if these reptiles became scarce, they crept up into Paris at night and captured human beings for their food. There were giant hooks on the wall, quite sharp, where they hung bodies to drain. They collected the blood as a drink. Fighting among themselves for the thick red drippings, there were about 20 women crowded into this cave. Most of them were totally mad, insane creatures who had lost their minds. They huddled in the cage, whimpering and crying. Others sat in a catatonic shock. They were like living robots, with their emotions and human feelings destroyed by the horrible existence in the caverns. I stood up, looked around for my clothing, which was gone. Trying to hide my nakedness, I walked to the front of the cage. Despite my fear, I shouted across the room to the group of monstrous beings. It was a moment of total unreality. The police will be looking for me, I said. Release me or I'll charge you with kidnapping. 
My mind was like a taut string on a musical instrument, ready to snap at any moment. The devil man who had pulled me from the elevator grinned wickedly through his lipless mouth. He lurched up from where he had been gnawing on the carcass. I trembled with fear as he shuffled towards me. I moved back into the cage. He spoke in a guttural growl, almost grunts. There was a signal and the other women in the cage grabbed me. They pressed me against the bars of the cage. I passed once again into unconsciousness as the devil man placed a dirty, hairy palm on me. I regained my senses once more the same night. I remember that seven or eight of the devil men chased me around the cavern. They tossed me back and forth between each other, doing whatever they wished, carrying me off into a passageway for their private amusement. After the first night, nothing they could do to me would kill the spirit of my life within my body. I learned. Oh, how I learned. I put my mind elsewhere when they pulled me from the cages. I survived and retained my sanity by living in the past. When one of the lusting evil monsters dragged me out of the cage for his pleasure, I went into a catatonic state. I relived the happy years of my childhood in my mind to retain my sanity. Or I blanked out into unconsciousness. Most of the women who had been captive for some time there were in a horrible physical condition. They picked up the various infections and sores from the beasts. They had skin eruptions and bruises all over their bodies. Many had lost weight due to the mental strain and the food. The men beasts often forgot to feed us. When they did, they threw a large chunk of meat into the cage. I never knew if the meat was human or animal, and I became so hungry that I didn't care. About once a week, perhaps more often, because time measurement was impossible in the cabins, we were given an armload of damp, mouldy weeds. We were allowed a small fire in the cages for cooking and to ward off the dampness. We took these subterranean ferns, mosses and mushrooms and brewed them into a stew. Once we were given a dark, almost black type of mushroom that produced hallucinations. I must have been captive of these terrible devil men for two weeks, perhaps a month, when the grey men appeared from out of the tunnels. The devils scrambled in the opposite direction, grunting with fright. As the grey men shot them with gas guns, several of the bestial men animals were killed. Prisoners were released from the cage, given a toga-like robe for clothing and taken through the tunnels for medical attention. They had a strange sort of vehicle, not like our automobiles. They were parked in the tunnels. A physician led us to the mobile laboratory. The room had large number of machines and even under the lights the metal was greyish in colour. Everything was made of this metal and even their clothing appeared to be metallic. I retained a sense of where I was but the leader of the group indicated to the doctor that I should be treated. They spoke perfect French but with a strange accent. Your mind is disturbed because of your experience, said the leader of the group. He was about five feet tall, muscular, with only his face visible under the helmet of the same grey metal. His face was more elongated, thinner than those of the human beings I've met. It was grey in colour, almost like the cast of old baking dough. We were taken individually into another vehicle that looked like a combination hospital and computer room. Another man, who seemed to be a physician, indicated I should lay back on the table made from the same greyish metal. He also spoke in French, indicating that the treatment would not hurt me. You will feel no pain, he said. We have tried to erase memories from your mind, but they are never totally gone. They will come forth through dreams, nightmares and disguised thoughts. We are attaching you to a machine that provides you with information on why you were tortured by the animal men. Can you tell me why, I inquired. It would take many years of times, as you measure it, he replied. The machines implant information in your mind without error. The data is not filtered through my mind, but remains purified. After the treatment, I was taken to another section of the tunnels. Some of the men in metallic uniforms were sealing off the tunnels. The leader designated a man to lead me back to the surface world, and in another two hours, we were in the sewers of Paris. 
I was back on the streets in a short while. I must have looked very strange, walking barefoot through the streets in winter. A man stopped me and I was taken into custody and eventually my family were contacted. I spent many weeks in a mental hospital and today I'm in a sanitarium trying to recover from the experience. That's that. There's a lot to unpack there. It's an insane <laughs> story, isn't it? Where would you like to start? Um, <laughs> so this presumably happened in the 40s. Yeah. It doesn't sound like she was sounds like she was further down than the catacombs themselves. Possibly. She obviously can't give a full account of exactly where she was. She knows it was in Paris. She knows that she was near the catacombs at the time. And she knows that she ended up in caves. So her assumption and the way she came out, again, was near the catacombs as well. So. It sounds like it's like a hollow earth theory, which is a thing that gets me very excited. <laughs> I mean, it's mental. It makes me sweat when I talk about it. So, so like, the, the grey beings, we're obviously implying that they're not human. Well, one of the direct quotes she, when she describes them is not like any other human yeah. being I've seen, which I think is, yeah, her implying that what she's witnessing isn't quite human. So we could say they're, they're aliens, extraterrestrials. Well, yeah, and her account, at no point does anyone kind of seem shocked. Like, they've picked her up and they've offered her help and support, but nobody is like, Jesus, what happened to you? They're very professional and stepped out and know what they're doing. So are they in on it? I don't know. Ooh, that's a deeper conspiracy. Uh, but quite possibly, because like I say, nobody seems to be surprised that they found these 20-odd women just mm. down in a cave with so, devil men. So did they all come out at the same time? She doesn't actually say in, in the account. I don't know. I wouldn't like to speculate on that. There's it's a lot of alien theory about the different races that live in the Earth, if that's what you subscribe to. I've never heard of underground pigmen, though. They're quite pig-like, these ones. Hairy with little snaps. yeah. Yeah, see, that doesn't imply... That's not of any alien race that I would know of. That's And she really... describes skin. She does say, like, they've got, you know, scars and marks on their skin. It's mm. not... Could be, like, some sort of genetic experiment. Because mm-hmm. that's what they could be using these women for. Yeah. No, we didn't, we didn't go into detail about what happened to them, but, I mean, it's implied. If you find the account yourself, it does trail off a bit more. I've tried to condense it down yeah, we, to we, a podcast story, but... We don't need to hear all the details, but... No. Um, but, yeah, I don't think she ever manages to work out who any of them were. No. Realistically, by the end. I mean, no, like I how, how could she? No. Well, didn't one of the potential grey aliens... Wipe her memory... But didn't he say that he'd give her information that explained why she was kidnapped and all that stuff as well? It does, but he also, just before that, says he's going to wipe her memory. Right, so, so I think did, that's a reassurance tactic. He more gave than... her all of the information and then took it away again. Yeah. So I wonder if she went through hypnotic regression, which I know Not a lot possibly. of abductees go through, and that really clarifies what happens to them. Cause it is, I don't know if it's the trauma that buries the memories or some process that they go through that helps hide these memories, but that could have been useful in the future. But like you said, she was in a sanitarium now. Yeah. Then, presumably, I don't yeah. know how old she was. She is. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure if if she's still around or anything either. Um, this account was just you know on a website of googling ghost stories in the catacombs. So <laughs> it's not really a ghost story, is it? It's more like a alien pigman story. <laughs> I I mean no, it doesn't really qualify as a ghost story, but it's it's definitely bizarre. I can't work out who I think anyone is. I can't work out whether it's experimental. I can't work out if they were just abducting. I I don't know. The um, It seems like she stumbled into it by accident because I don't think this elevator shelf would be a prime way of abducting people from above. You're not buying the portal of the elevator. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting, but I mean, how many people would go into this elevator and fall through, go through the basement of this one building? Well, I've seen 21 <laughs> and 20 other women. <laughs> well, there could be other entrances elsewhere. Yeah, no, definitely. There's a lot of weird folklore about elevators. There's like a weird ritual that people play as a game. You press the buttons in a certain order and it's supposed to take... Yeah, it's linked to all the Alyssa Lamb stuff, isn't it? And stuff like that, yeah. There's lots of weird stories like that. I find the... Um, like they mentioned a vehicle. She mentioned a vehicle that's not like current automobiles mm-hmm. grey colour so that once again it's implying that it's it is alien I mean but I think typically in the hollow earth theory the aliens that live under the ground I don't think they're the typical greys I thought they were reptilians there's lots of different types yeah I'm going to be going into some alien races in a future mm. episode where I'm currently losing my mind researching <laughs> this it is thick it's just bizarre, because the ending does sound almost standard alien abduction with that they had a lot of... When you think of it, if we are assuming this is from the 40s, they had quite a lot of technology from what she kind of describes. So then it kind of sounds like she got abducted at the end as well. That's quite early on in the alien law. You wouldn't be hearing much about aliens underground in the 40s much earlier you would have been in the 1600s where hollow earth was popular but then in that space between then and sort of the 40s you wouldn't have heard it until Mm. then in the 60s 70s with something like Dolce underground base where you hear aliens underground and the different races and genetic experiments which the pigmen does sound like some sort of genetic experiment yeah there is just the theory as well, though, that hell is in, like, the core of the earth, isn't it? So Yeah, I mean, if you look at it from a religious... Yeah. I mean, these religious experiences could also be looked at from a scientific point of view, and then what would hell be scientifically? Well, and there's that video, isn't there, of someone thinking they've tapped in to, like, the core of the earth, and the noises that you hear oh, that are was in growls. Russia, and, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Which is similar to what she's explaining, that she can hear growling sounds and things. Pigmen. Okay, I've got one last little spooky story for you. Oh, go on. Ready? Okay. During the French Revolution, a man named Philibert was a doorman at the Val du Grace Hospital. On a mission to fetch a certain liqueur from a cellar, Philibert ended up entering the Paris catacombs instead. That common mistake. Oh, always <laughs> happens to me. <laughs> been there. Walking around the pitch black catacombs along with just a single candle, Philibert became incredibly lost and confused. Many believe he may have been intoxicated at the time. 
Philibert's candle blew out, making his vision completely black. At this point, it was virtually impossible for him to escape the profound darkness of the catechines. His body was not found until 11 years later when a group of cataphiles uncovered it. They identified him by the hospital keyring hanging from his belt. Philibert is buried in the catacombs in the exact same place where he died with a tombstone describing his death. They buried him there? Mm-hmm. Why would they not remove the body and put him in a graveyard where his family could find him? I suppose they just buried him where they found him. Fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Catafiles and catacomb folklore tellers say that each November the 3rd, Philibert's ghost haunts the labyrinth of the catacombs. What does he do? It doesn't say. What's <laughs> this round? Yeah, I imagine either sounds or. He's probably pissed that they just buried him there. Quite possibly. Like, I would be. Yeah, because part of me, when I first read it, thought maybe it's because he works at the hospital mm. and maybe kind of the infatuation of what's down in the catacombs, it might have been a bit of a passion. But looking back, he was a doorman for the hospital. He wasn't mm-hmm. a medical professional. They say he was drunk as well. It says may have been intoxicated at the time. Ah, OK, so he might have gone down drunk. Taken a yeah, he literally might have just fallen and who knows. You know, you're, you're out drunk, you're out, out. You've got a candle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're near the catacombs. I mean, these things can easily happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you die when you're drunk, are you a drunk ghost? He, when he's I mean, by law, absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. The, the yeah, because it's like if you out. die fat, you can't get thin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the worst thing I wanted to hear. Yeah, that's that's really it. Your body, clothing, and whatever you're doing at the time is what you're stuck at. I plan on dying naked anyway. Yeah, that's fine. Because that's just be been really horrific for anyone <laughs> that sees me when I'm a ghost. At work, so I'm going to be naked at work when I die. At work, nice. Yeah, yeah. Why do you want to die at work? Because then I can really piss off everyone that's there. If your ghost never gets to leave work. You're not working anymore, you're just haunting the people that are. I mean, my work... You feel like you're on the clock. My workplace (laughs) is already haunted. (laughs) Nice. I go there to do my food shopping. You'll have to tell me about that. (laughs) Keep keep an eye out for the, uh, the ghost of the airmen there. Oh, okay. Oh, because it is built on an airfield, isn't it? I forget that. That's Kings Hill. (laughs) I forget that's built on an airfield. Well, yeah, that's my story. I've learnt two things today. Which are? Never go in the catacombs under Paris because it's fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible, terrible place. Burn it. I want to go. I really want to go. Oh. Because they found, like, a whole underground cinema and stuff under there, didn't they, that people had built? An underground cinema? Yeah. They found a cinema, they find people, like, hosting raves. People watching, like, Avengers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're watching as above, so below. (laughs) Oh, God, why would you watch that there? (laughs) Oh, a rave under there would be cool. I would go there with, like, five torches strapped to my body, like, with a (laughs) rope around my waist, (laughs) so I could be pulled out, and I'd probably go in, like, ten foot. I'd like to go, but the the parts that are open to the public that they do the tours on aren't aren't the exciting bits. But I know so what you like. See the... You would get lost. You'd yeah, separate from the group, and lost. then we'd never see you again. <laughs> yeah, you'd be reading a story about me in ten years' time, saying my body was found, and By once a year I hold. <laughs> yeah, ordinarily thick pigmen. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing I learned is the word catophile. Yes. Which I will be trying to creep into regular conversations. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a hard one, but I mean, I can get there. Uh, 
It's not the best word, is it? It, it does it have connotations. It has a yeah. <laughs> there you go. I hope you've learned something new. Well, yeah, and I hope you enjoyed my stories. Quite intense. Yeah, so as always with the weird stories. I like to uh, weird story. keep things light and pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> this is me it. trying to keep it light and pleasant. <laughs> oh, it God. could be a lot worse. What was it? Thick red drippings? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to say sorry because I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it for another week. Have a good night's sleep. (laughs) Follow follow us on our socials. Insta is hot. Sorry. Highly strange pod. Highly strange pod. Or you could email us at highly strange pod at gmail.com. Give us your stories. Have you been in the catacombs? Um, Are you a cataphile? (laughs) We'd love to hear from cataphiles. Are you a pig man? Looking forward to it. Yes. See you next week. Bye. Bye.